Welcome to the Barnes Morning Ag News for June 22nd on the Colorado Ag News Network and Farmcast Radio. This is Tucker Almer, and here's what's making it to the top of the barn in Ag News this Wednesday morning. The Senate Ag Committee was expected to advance key cattle pricing and meet antitrust bills today. That is according to a main sponsor of the bills. Ag Senator Chuck Grassley expects to finally see his months-long battle to help independent producers by advancing his Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act from committee. Senator Rounds has now joined us. That's 10 Republicans and 10 Democrats have their names on the bill. I certainly hope as soon as we return to Washington after our July break, that Leader Schumer will put these bills on the floor for a vote. Referring to a second bill, the Meat and Poultry Special Investigator Act that passed the House last week in a package of ag bills. One of those to allow summertime sales of E15 gas every year. It is something President Biden has privately opposed after reluctantly approving a waiver this summer. Here's Grassley. I would hope the president would look at it favorably. I can't answer your question, I guess, because I don't have that kind of information. And uh, when it comes up in the Senate, that'd be up to up to Schumer how it's going to come up. But, you know, it could kind of all be fit together. But I'm not sure he would look at it that way, but I wish he would. Grassley predicts the House pass bill, even with E-15, would get 60 votes needed to pass in the Senate, given it would save motorists some 30 cents a gallon. As for a competing House GOP-only bill to lower farm input costs and help reduce food and fuel inflation, Grassley argues that the bill could be complementary to the House-approved measure. And speaking on higher powers, agriculture groups expressed disappointment regarding a Supreme Court decision denying consideration of the case of Monsanto v. Hardman, which pertains to state glyphosate health warnings. A coalition of groups issued a joint statement regarding the decision on Tuesday, including the American Farm Bureau Federation, American Soybean Association, National Corn Growers Association, National Association of Wheat Growers, and the National Cotton Council. The joint statement claims, We are disappointed. The Supreme Court has decided not to hear this case, which has significant implications for our global food supply and science-based regulation. On May 23rd, the groups sent a letter signed by 54 agricultural groups to President Biden urging him to withdraw a Solicitor General's brief submitted to the Supreme Court advising against taking up the case. The Solicitor General's brief argues federal pesticide registration and labeling requirements do not preclude states from imposing additional labeling requirements, even if those requirements run counter to federal findings. We're going to step away with a word from our sponsors, but coming up after this, some more ag news. Premier Farm Credit's Cash Patronage Dividend Program consistently returns money to the people who do business with Premier Farm Credit. Hear what one of our member owners had to say about getting his check. Makes you feel pretty good about who you're doing business with. We are owned by our members and totally committed to serving agriculture in rural communities. Look us up at PremierACA.com. Call or stop by our Fort Morgan, Holyoke, Sterling, or Yuma locations today. Premier Farm Credit, the gold standard. Ag Fact of the Day. From bacon and sausage to ham and chops, Americans enjoy the versatility of pork. Colorado pork producers raise 750,000 hogs each year and are frequently recognized for the quality of care they give to these animals and for the environmental stewardship. This Ag Fact is courtesy of Colorado Corn Farmers Checkoff Dollars and the Colorado Corn Administrative Committee. Sorting through the myths and misinformation to find facts about farming and food can be overwhelming. Colorado Farm Bureau has made the job easier for you by collecting credible answers to your most asked questions about food. Learn more about Colorado food and agriculture at mycoloradofood.com. Welcome back into the Morning Ag News segment presented by the Colorado Farm Bureau. 
New data released on Tuesday from USDA's Economic Research Service shows the number of United States farms continues to decline slowly. After peaking at 6.8 million farms in 1935, the number of United States farms and ranches fell sharply through the early 1970s. Rapidly falling farm numbers in the mid-20th century reflected the growing productivity of agriculture and increased non-farm employment opportunities. Since then, the number of United States farms has continued to decline, but much more slowly. In 2021, there were 2.01 million United States farms, down from 2.2 million in 2007. With 895 million acres of farmland nationwide in 2021, the average farm size was 445 acres, only slightly greater than the 440 acres recorded in the early 1970s. Meanwhile, technological developments in the agricultural industry have influenced changes in the farm sector. Innovations have enabled continuing output growth without adding much to inputs. As a result, total farm output nearly tripled between 1948 and 2019. In other national ag news, the United States Department of Agriculture's Deputy Secretary Dr. Jewel Bronaw arrived Tuesday in London to launch a USDA agribusiness trade mission to the United Kingdom. Bronaw is joined by a delegation of representatives from United States agribusinesses, farm organizations, and state departments of agriculture who are interested in exploring export opportunities in the United Kingdom. Bronaw says the United Kingdom is a valued trading partner whose consumers demand the best quality products at a competitive price adding, I'm excited for mission participants to engage with potential customers for their world-class agricultural products. In 2021, the United Kingdom imported $1.9 billion of United States agricultural products, according to USDA. Trade mission participants engage directly with potential customers, receive in-depth market briefings, and participate in site visits. And finally, the Department of Agriculture this week announced $80 million in awards under the Dairy Business Innovation Initiatives. The awards support processing capacity expansion, on-farm improvements, and technical assistance services to producers. The funds are being awarded non-competitively to the four current Dairy Business Innovation Initiatives at the California State University Fresno, the University of Tennessee, Vermont Agency of Agriculture, Foods and Markets, and the University of Wisconsin. Additionally, USDA announced $22.9 million through a request for applications for funding provided by fiscal year 2022 appropriations to support the same initiatives. The awards were made possible by the supplemental funds from the American Rescue Plan Act. Jenny Lesser Moffitt, USDA Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs, says the Dairy Business Innovation Initiatives have proven to be an invaluable resource for dairy farmers and businesses because of their ability to provide targeted resources and funding through sub-awards at the local and regional level, maximizing their impact. That's going to do it for today's stories. For more information on these, plus the latest national, regional, and more Colorado Ag news, you can open the barn doors online at barnmedia.net. Have a wonderful Wednesday, and thanks for making the barn part of it.